Welcome back to the Centennial 38 Podcast. My name is Warners. And I'm Jared. And we're back talking rapids. Uh, what turned into a weekly podcast turned into a bi-weekly, which has now turned a monthly podcast through uh, no one else to blame but the Colorado Rapids, who have, I mean, ha- following the events of this window, I mean, look to have, I, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't know if you want to say throw in the towel, but it looks like we're getting ready to prepare for an, a, a, another uh build another project in 2024 one that uh hopefully is better than this one jared thoughts yeah you hope it's better than this one and if we haven't thrown in the towel then the the manager's definitely standing in the corner waving it going <laughs> i think we're close yeah uh because yeah, there really isn't uh, you know we we, we were going to talk about incomings um the re the reloading the rebuilding whatever you want to call it um it, I think it's going to be too little too late, and I think we have to kind of set those expectations as we kind of watch the rest of the season. So uh, we'll be interesting to see how we approach that. Yeah, and, I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade, right? Uh, this season is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we are, it, it's a mountain to climb, and one that, you know, if, if you were to take the Rapids, a, a noob mountain climber, the the equivalent of this season is taking away the mount the climbing gear, taking away the sunscreen, taking away their shoes, and telling the rapids go do it go climb this mountain yourself with no other free solo <laughs> this bad boy yes yeah and so, uh, and I don't think that we have the I don't think we have the strength to do that in the no. team and I you know we we did get rid of some guys uh, as yeah. well who um, you know now there's going to be a gelling process there's going to be a little bit of betting in for some of the new faces and again that's why I say um, I think you just have to kind of look at the rest of the season through that lens if you're going to yep. enjoy it at all because if you're thinking still oh, we still got a shot we're not math mathematically eliminated that's going to be extending the pain yeah it's it's delaying what really is the inevitable of just disappointment so uh, I was listening to the holding the high line. They said it best. Rabbi said it best. I have no, um, I I have no kind of expectation that we're gonna win now. You know what I mean? It really is a a. It really should be an experiment in what does next year look like? Who stays? Who goes? Who earns a spot? Is Navarro? Is Sidney Tavares or, or the new signing? Are they actually key players worth building around? Um, the Portuguese connection is, uh, we're starting to look like, like the actual Wolverhampton who <laughs> only signed Portuguese and Brazilians. And in fact had a, I mean, why not just give us a, a red and green kit next season <laughs> to hey, give, you, give us that full Portuguese or even a green and yellow kit. Or the like red with gold accents. We could look just like Salt Lake. That would look <laughs> great, and you know that would be right up our alley for things that would seem like a good marketing idea at the time. But um, yeah, and so it, let's talk about some of the moves that were made. Yep. Uh, do you want to talk about incomings or outgoings first? Let's start with the outgoings because um, I mean it's a very equivalent list is the thing. Um, apparently, is Danny Leva still here with the team, or did he go back? Your, your guess is as good as mine on that one. He seems like a guy who um, might appreciate going back to Seattle sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. But, I mean, I, I remember when we signed him, I said, why? 
Well, and, you know, we needed to add depth to the midfield, and we very much are still <laughs> in that same boat. So Yeah, uh, I mean. I, I, I wouldn't see why we'd. I don't think the Rapids would want his loan to cease at this point in time, but at the at the same time, I think the player would probably welcome that. Yeah. Um, whether or not he's here in the squad, I always thought it was kind of redundant for him to be here when you've got other people his age. I mean, he's 20 years old, right? you you got other people his age in your academy that could probably start where he's at, but that's beside the point. Let's talk. Uh, Jacon obviously loaned one of those players I think could start for the team right now. Uh, Potentially, and I think he's another player where the Rapids are showing their cards where, you know, we don't think that this season is where we're going to make a push. And I think that with uh, a young player like Chacon, trying to get him into this team now might do more damage than good. Maybe. So that that might be one of the reasons that he he went that direction and and, uh, took the loan. But I I definitely a player for 2024. Yeah. And of all the young uh, we get we get sold about we get sold as Rapids fans about projects about players that are kind of developing. <laughs> Fabrizio Romano told you himself. <laughs> but of all the prospects, him and Galvan are my my top two. With him probably etching, will probably etch out Galvan in the future because I think of the two, what we need is a strong center back next to Maxo. Well, I, and I think Bombito can be that player, yeah, uh, but Chacon also, as a center back, uh, one of those guys I think can be a six yeah. and a strong six um, that that we've desperately needed. But I think both of those two guys are going to have a lot of a lot of time in the lineup next year. And um, so, and my favorite young player here is Bombito. Uh, That's a good who, one too. And he he's been moved around this team so much this year that which uh, I'm okay with. It, well, on one side, it's okay, but I'm not sure that that's. The best way for him to bed in and develop um, right. is to, to continually have to change that role. And uh, we see him as a midfielder with Canada. Um, we've seen him at, uh, I think, center back, left back, and midfield for the Rapids so far this year. So um, where he fits will be interesting. Yeah, and I, I think he's he's so young. He's so um, – I, I think there's something about him as a player – uh, that kind of speaks to kind of the type of person he is. I, I feel as though he'll be definitely he'll he'll definitely be a lot more eager to 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 get going here, especially since he's got a lot of proof. Uh, Chacon is probably in that same boat for me. I I like the idea of those two as the uh, as the as the two. I mean, honestly, like we'll we'll talk about it later, but. Um, if the if you were to give me those two guys as a project defense next season, barring Maxo Lewis, uh, not Lewis, uh, Wilson and Abu Carl, get rid of those three guys and keep those two, I'd be totally fine. Well, well I'm not gonna be real quick to shove Andreas out the door. He's I, been he's been one of the lone bright points of this team. I don't know. So uh, let's <laughs> I'm starting to not see anymore. Uh, well, because well, and it, we're well, at that point in the season say, where it is tough to continue say, well, to be a wall when you get beaten down. But yeah. who who else is outbound? Some big uh, names. Let's see. Uh, before we get to the big names, Anthony Markinich. Who? Just kidding. <laughs> now I, we liked Anthony Markinich, right? I Dev think that everybody liked back. the the I'm, player, yeah. but he didn't fit here. No, he didn't. I mean, he is not a wing back. I think that's the. I think that was the issues because but isn't he a career wing back? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's his position. Is it? Uh, I don't think he necessarily did the position justice because a lot of times he got caught out. And he just never had the muscle to get back. Unlike an Andrew Gutman. Now give me, 
the option between Gutman and Markinich and oh, it's a no-brainer. I mean, it's it's funny. You, <laughs> if you there was know? a comparison there, then we wouldn't have brought in Gutman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, I think you know, he, just another, you know, cap in the feather to us. We love the Gutman signing because it's a player that we can look at, see, and evaluate, and kind of know from prior ball knowledge. Hey, this guy is. Class. It's not a question. It's not a project. It's it's a player who mm-hmm. can slot in and do a job, and this team needs more guys that can do yeah. a job. And Markinich, I mean, the project is appealing for any MLS GM, just not one when you have goop. <laughs> sure. Uh, so Anthony is gone, kind of cup of coffee here with the Rapids. Uh, another player who, who stayed for a, a, a bit of a lengthier amount of time was Brian Acosta, traded to Portland Timbers. Uh, this one was very... Um, polarizing. A lot of people were upset. A lot of people were happy. Jared, where do you fall into this? Well, you can look at it through two different lenses from a, a salary perspective. Certainly, I think it was in seven, mid seven hundred thousands. One of our higher uh, paid yeah, players. Yeah, six seventy five. Okay, so you know one of one of the guys that was getting paid the most and probably doing the most. That's what you kind think of, so. You, well, I think he carried a lot more water than uh, any of the other midfielders throughout this this uh, kind of spurt where we've needed midfield help uh, mm-hmm. we get thinner from a guy who's put in a lot of good minutes I mean he he isn't a great tackler or defender that's well noted he also probably isn't uh, quick and incisive enough to be much of an attacking threat but mm-hmm. he was putting in a shift week after week uh, was a guy who could play a forward pass when uh, that was sometimes missing and needed from our midfield so uh, if you're looking from a are we competitive in 2023 perspective yeah that's gonna that's I can see why you wouldn't be happy with it if you're looking for a we're building towards 2024 perspective it starts to make a lot more sense well even when we signed it back in 2022 I didn't want him then either <laughs> so it, it, it always felt like uh, he was never really the – I mean, it felt like, you know, the, the team was like, let's go just get, get another Acosta, <laughs> right? And I, I think they were hoping that he would kind of uh, find that reproduction uh, that or, or fill in for that uh, Kellen Acosta-type role. But as we, find, as we found out, Kellen Acosta was probably – the glue to that Rapids 2021 team. And, you know, I <laughs> when 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 we originally sold him, I was under the impression, oh, this is we're going to use this to get a nine. We never got the nine and never came. <laughs> and uh, uh, we were still the same team. Uh, Rubio showed out, showed out, did amazing, but still lacked that midfield presence. And I don't think Cost- Acosta ever had that whoa, this guy is a dominant ball winner or a watch out for this guy's pinpoint pass. We got to close him down. He always just felt like a body. And, and yep. you know, he did put in a good shift. But, uh, you know, all I really thought of him was just a, a, a brute in the midfield that doesn't go to ground enough. <laughs> yeah. With his frame and He's stuff. He's a brute that's not quite brutish yes. enough. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have the bite that, that some that some you know defensive midfielders have that, that kind of separate them. It's something that's still desperately lacking in the team. He, he, he didn't know how to hit the shit out of the ball, though. <laughs> he can pop one, absolutely. Uh, and then the biggest departure. Oh, uh, let's uh, pour one out. I guess emotionally, the biggest emotional departure. Here's mine. Oh, man. Pour one out for uh, cheers right here. Pour one out for Mikey B. Pour Mike, it out for Mikey B. Michael Barrios. Barrios. Hey, how many good times did we have? Barrios was one of those players where, yeah, it hasn't really been working of late, but there's a lot of good memories with Barrios. Yeah. 
I think me more so for me, <laughs> his uh, indecisiveness in the final third towards the last couple of uh, runs out there really soured me on him because it felt like he was a former self uh, of the player that he once was. But that player that he once was was electric. And uh, I think the biggest blight against uh, I think the, bl- the biggest blight that Robin ever did was not starting him in the Thanksgiving game and having him come on as a super sub. Because uh, by that time, the game had just gone and he never got into rhythm. But Yeah, and uh, Barrios... Biggest what if in, in Colorado sports history. <laughs> oh, man, there aren't there a few. But uh, <laughs> with Barrios, uh, he, he's a player who fits in a certain team. Um, I don't think Galaxy is that kind of team, to be honest. I think he's going to struggle to find minutes there as well. But... Um, we never really had a team around him that brought out all his best attributes. Uh, even in 2021, he, he's still, coach. well, I would say, I would say both. Yeah. I would say both because, um, you know, even, even in 2021 in his most productive season for us, um, it was still hard to watch. Sometimes he would put in so many crosses. Yeah. And we talked about this during that season where we just crossed ad nauseum to absolutely nobody. Yeah. Um, and like you said, that, that nine hole kind of remained open. Oh, well then when we did sign the striker in Jazzy Zardes to be that guy, and we ba- he played well with Baji too. We stopped crossing. So, yeah, um, uh, you know, some some of that is on the coach. Some of that, uh, I mean, we know we know Barrios is from Colombia, but you you know you wouldn't fool me if you think he was Caribbean because he was definitely on an island. As you said <laughs> a lot of that. Oh season, yeah, and having to was, watch him play through the middle. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is five seven in heels. It's that's yeah. tough business. So combined with kind of his uh his, his, the father time, he hasn't looked as fast as he once did. Um, you know, it was just kind of, and for his contract, man, he was making 650 K, right? So between him and Brian Acosta, two bodies at the end of the day, you know what I mean? On the yeah. field. They did. They didn't, yeah, I guess they didn't command that kind of salary given their production versus replacement. So exactly. I think that those are good roster moves. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people are, you know, throwing flowers at the front office for making these moves. These are the obvious ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is this is not something where you get a, a pat on the back for, right? Because uh, th- I mean, a- anyone c- could have told. I mean, we well, we'll get into it later, but let's talk about the arrivals. Uh, Marco Illich, official, officially, official, official, officially, uh, officially ours. Yeah, he is here. Something with his visa or girlfriend or personal issues uh, stopping him from making that full kind of transition but now we got two goalkeepers it makes me think that Yarbrough's on the way out has to be right uh which kind of sucks but uh and well I think another concern so yeah Illich is really the he's he is ours this is one signing that actually is signed uh on a long-term deal not a loan Mm -hmm. and uh you know he didn't win the job from Yarbrough no so you're not drastically upgrading the position uh but and you know, maybe you're not drastically downgrading it True. either. Yeah, and but it is a move for the future. But it's a move for the future, and it's a strange one given that you look at the draft, uh, you look at players like Roman Celentano, who is Hoosier. 
uh, who is a Hoosier. Uh, he is the leading goal goalkeeper for Cincinnati. Check my Twitter about all the things I said about Roman <laughs> Celentano last year. A scouting department, follow that because uh, you know if we could have found these draft picks a year ago. Yeah, you talking about a guy who I, I mean, mean Patrick Schulte could easily be in Europe playing. You know, in one of the top divisions. So. I mean, Patrick Schulte, the uh, goalie for he he replaced Eloy. He replaced Columbus's washed European goalie. Because he, I mean, there's something about an American-bred goalkeeper. You know what I mean? Because goal, I think goalkeeping is an art that is more like other American sports. Yes. If you play a lot of basketball, very much. If so. you're, you're like a receiver in football, the body movements, the reactions are more similar than playing a game with your feet, which right. is another criticism of American goalies is that <laughs> yeah, they're great shot stoppers, but they're shite with their feet. But so. you know, they're they're Matt hard Turner nosed. doesn't help with that. <laughs> they're hard nosed guys. They're gonna put their body on the line. You know what I mean? Maybe Marco Illich is will be the next uh, I don't know Matt Pickens, maybe the next Clint Irwin, maybe the next Tim Howard, that kind of big goalkeeper, I mean, the next Yarbrough. Uh, but I, I don't. Well, those are all North American guys. This is th- he's a he's an imported product to so MLS. Hopefully, so, so hopefully that, he he lives up to the billing because uh, I don't see how you you don't try and get a better goalie in a different way. I mean, we paid. It says he one point four million. I don't I don't know if I can trust the transfer market, but. I mean, this guy, like, they, it, it costs money. You know what I mean? And to have two keepers on there, it's kind of like our whole roster thing. You're only going to play one. And then you look down you look down the books, and we just signed another uh, youth goalkeeper. We've still got Boudry, still got um, Abe. Abe, yes, thank <laughs> but you. But it doesn't even Abe. feel like we have Abe because right. you would have felt, I, I feel like now would have been the time for Abe to start cracking into the starting 11, and it just doesn't. <sighs> No. Seem like he's going no. to. I, and I, you know, that is a shame. And I, I talk about this all the time. I think that the Rapids Two project is is a disservice to players like Abe because he mm-hmm. needs to be playing real professional games in front of real crowds. I think his level is probably you know top USLC bottom probably USL mm-hmm. one, and I think he's going to do fantastic at that. And I uh, I would be surprised if in the next twenty four months you didn't see him tearing it up for a team at one of those two divisions. Maybe it springs, possibly he's mm-hmm. been there before. Yeah, he has been there before. Uh, next one, Andrew Gutman, probably the signing of the season. Hoosier. Yeah, and you know when I saw when you and me when when we signed him. We were ecstatic. We were telling everyone, "Good signing, good signing, good signing." Yeah. This is this is the this is the only flowers I will give <laughs> the front yeah. office because to get a player like Gutman um, for really totally like nothing, right? Because right. Uh, they 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 I will say they fleeced Atlanta, and at, in the games that he's played, he's been an impact player, right? So I would say, if not the best player on the field, not far off the pace, right? And he is definitely a piece. He is an inked-in starter Absolutely. for next season. Him, Rosenberry, your fullbacks, done. We love yeah. that in a team. We love when we can just pick two guys and, you know, goalie, whatever, uh, striker, whoever, whoever your core players are, Gutman better be it. Because I uh, I can't say enough about how much of a great like person he is. He came here. Like you said, he's a pro's pro. He kind of... You know, changed his his bio, changed his Twitter, and he's the type of guy who one. was in our one maybe. He's he's the type of guy. He's taken on 
he's taken on the team. You know, he he's put his he's put the whole left side on his back since he's been here, which has been brilliant right. to watch. But also, he did. He took the pictures, and he 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 is a guy who. Just because he's going to a bottom team, and that's exactly what we are right yep. now, he didn't shy away from that or go, oh, shit, I have to go to Colorado. Let's see if I can play out of this crap hole and get, yeah. get somewhere else. You know, He embraced the job, and yeah. he, he's enjoying, I think, it looks to me like he's enjoying getting the minutes, even when the Rapids aren't playing particularly well. Yeah, we need more players like him. Amen. And um, More Hoosiers. More Hoosiers, more proven MLS players, more... Uh, Mason Toy, where you at? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, too. Uh, let's move on uh, to uh, Sydney Tavares from Porto B. Non-East cousin, don't you know? I, it does nothing for me. <laughs> it does nothing <laughs> for me. Uh, and uh, Rafael Navajo, the damn, the promised nine. I, I, I'm still going Rafael Navarro because if That's I try, fine. I'm gonna. That's it's, fine. Rafa, be worse Rafa, Rafa Rafa, there you go. Okay. The nine. He he does have the nine, so he's officially Rafa Nueva. Yeah. But this uh, a lot is riding on this guy. And at the same time, it's not. We're dating. We did not marry him. <laughs> exactly. But if he comes in, I mean, we uh, he, he, he feels like a fox-in-the-box kind of striker from what I've seen. Just get the ball into the – he'll find a, a way to connect, either head to ball, foot to ball, chest to ball, hopefully not hand to ball. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you can do it sneaky enough, we'll take it. <laughs> he seems like a guy that could fit um, – the only thing I wonder is if 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 he can't create chances for himself because mm-hmm. when we got when we had Zardes, my biggest thing is he can't create for himself on a team that you know. Admittedly, a lot of people thought we were going to cross to him. We didn't. We we, <laughs> we gave up that principle the minute he. I don't know why we did. I don't know if that's on Robin, which seems more and more starting to get some more questions from fan base. I mean, uh, it's kind of a chicken and the egg situation with Robin. And, pers- and player personnel, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yep, yep. Is, uh, is it the coach who can't, who isn't getting the most out of the talent, or is there not enough talent in the group to get a tune out of them? That's valid questions, but yeah, I will probably get to that after. But I, I think that the the, are, the water's getting hot. <laughs> are you excited for Navarro though? Um, well, I so I know a lot of people are excited about Tavares, about Navarro, about Elich coming in. Uh, I asked somebody the other day, B Ray. Uh, I said, "How many games? If you're being <laughs> honest, how many games have you seen of all those three players combined? I know we've seen Illich maybe twice. twice. Yeah, two, um, two total, and two that, between three players. <laughs> that, that's all I know. Um, and." In a situation where we had a track record of bringing these guys in as world beaters, then you'd be like, hell yeah, this looks great. Mm-hmm. I think that the, we are at a point with the front office that we have right now where there have been enough misses and we've seen players who match the same profile as these guys coming in flop that it's very much a wait and see situation always and we didn't we don't believe in these players enough to just go out and buy them um you know Tavares Illich we apparently saw enough in those two matches that we thought that was (laughs) you know again he didn't win the job from from Yarbrough which is concerning but uh with the other two they're on loan onto a bad team now if you come into a bad team and don't play great 
who's that on? And then are we anywhere? I mean, have we really made very much progress in this window? If we, you know, like many of the season talking heads on Twitter say, the Rapids aren't going to go pay five million for tomorrow next year. It's just crazy to think that they might. That, that they might, they yeah. will probably go back to the table with two million and, and try to get the deal done for a much cheaper number, you would imagine, unless he comes in and scores 12 goals between now and then, <laughs> which I, I'm on record saying I don't think Mbappe could do that with the service they get from our midfield. So I think that it's very much a wait and see with both these guys, and I, I hope that one or two of those players that come in uh, make a huge impact because we certainly need an impact guy, somebody who has a little bit more uh, flash and sizzle, makes the game not so damn boring to watch. Right, and um, we had we had this kind of discussion in our own kind of group chat about uh, about how really I, I don't care who we sign. I just want that whoever we sign fits the profile of what the coach needs, right? And I said, we need some, we need a coach, a technical director coach hybrid, right? Where it's the coach One is, voice. The coach is in charge of getting, of bringing in the players, and the sporting director is in charge of making it happen, right? I don't, I, I think I am over. Corey Smith's talent evaluation at this point. I want to be so wrong because if Navarro turns out to be the next Brenner or turns out to be the next Joseph Martinez or, or whatever, and we sell him for a club record $10 million or whatever the fuck, you know, I want, I want that. I want that for the team. I want, I want to come here next year and say, I was wrong about Porig Smith's talent evaluation, but history shows that, Outside of MLS acquisitions, off, you know, European signings, it's two misses for every hit. At, At least. Two and a half misses At least, yeah. for every hit. So um, between this, between these two, I'm hoping Navarro is the hit. It might be Sidney Tavares, who I've said for the longest time the Rapids have needed a six, right? To, to re- and maybe they're both the guys that we've needed this entire time. But nobody on the Rapids tackles. We are last in tackles per 90, last in tackles one per 90. We don't have anyone that wins the ball back in a system where you, in in Robin's system where using the ball is very important. You know what I mean? And And is that Tavares? Is is he a six? So like I said, I haven't seen the guy play. They say there's a six. Okay. Uh, Central, it says central midfield, but I'm pretty okay. sure he's a six. Well, we could use a guy in that role, and again, it's a very, it's, it's a we have to wait and see because it's he's not been a consistent player at any level where we could look at tape and say, oh yeah, this is the guy. Right, and and those, I mean, I, I have a question for you here. I'll, I guess I'll just answer it. Does Porto B? Does the fact that it comes from a B team bother you at all? Porto B is not Rapids two, right? Um, you know, I think I, we'd have to look at what division they play in, but I'd imagine Porto B probably plays in the Portuguese second division, which is quality Let's, football. Perhaps. I mean, it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, second tier. It wasn't too long ago that uh, that Cole Bassett was slated to go to Benfica B. Uh, that didn't turn out, uh, and now we're getting a Porto B player. Um, I, I saw someone say that, you know, like. Why can't we get someone like from uh, of, of a more pedigree? And I agree, like this guy brings no pedigree, right? But I'm hoping that that the B in the FC Porto isn't isn't a slight against him. I'm hoping he's actually a, a good talent prospect who just needs time on a on a team like the Rapids. 
Yeah, well, we talk about the fact that there's a whole wide world of football out there, and um, you know there are tons of players that could improve the Rapids in their current iteration. Um, and so, you know, I, I am more than happy to see new faces. Uh, we, we do have to wait and see. I, I can't come out, and it's not like when we signed Gutman and we say this guy is going to be a hit. Uh, we had a little bit more conviction there. But when you talk about bringing in guys of a higher profile, they have to agree. Um, it, is Colorado a situation that if you are a player playing on around the fringes of, of elite Porto. European yeah. leagues, is Colorado a, something that, that seems like a project that is going to advance your career? Um, is it even a place where for like retirement age guys, <laughs> is this a place where you can go and perform well, uh, and make that last big payday? Uh, we're not getting those type of guys. And I think that there's pretty clear why, why we're not doing that because it's, you know, it's, it's a tough sell. Yeah. And no doubt about it. I, I hope that, uh, that the talent acquisition, cause from, from what I've heard is, uh, we have that, uh, a, I don't even know what he is, but we have a Portuguese guy in charge of kind of these, these a language specialist, right? No, no, like a sporting director. I don't know the the term. I don't want to get it wrong, but someone in charge with influence for the roster is pushing. His name's uh, Gabriel Pinto, something like that. But he's pushing, and he's Portuguese. Is the thing. Oh, well, he he probably <laughs> has a lot of stake in the game on this one. Huh? So if <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that um that this route proves to be fruitful yeah. because I have, you know, I, I want to take everyone back to the first game of the season, 4-0 versus Seattle Sounders. And the following week we came out very, very negative about the team. And, and you know, I'll be honest. I, I'll tell a, st- a little story here. Amidst the game that we're watching, right, we're getting a beat down. I start crying. <laughs> Full <laughs> blown tears just start pouring down the 14 beers pregame probably had something <laughs> to do with this i mean the the emotions were high in the random seattle section that we snuck into <laughs> to hang out with and to be fair they beat us so bad they weren't mad we were there they were actually just felt sorry <laughs> for us <laughs> so um and i think the reason i w- i had that visceral reaction was because you i we kind of knew oh yeah that this season was toast i mean it, it sucks because you want to carry optimism <laughs> through. I mean, we want to carry optimism through these podcasts, and we want to say like we want to support the team, right? But it's hard when you go to road games, you cheer on the team. They can hear you very clearly. They're walking past. <laughs> We're loud. They can hear us. <laughs> and as to not even get a clap, as to not even get like a hey, as to not even get a goodbye, it's like. You know what I mean? And that's not how it used to be. And that's, yeah. You know, this team seems specifically disconnected. And being that this is the C38 podcast, you know, the the supporters group and the team, it it certainly looks like, you know, there's not a whole lot of love coming uh, from the team side. Yeah. You know, like very, very little, um, very little interaction, very little, you know, clapping people off. In fact, the last, so I've got a newborn, so I'm watching a lot of games on TV. And after the games, I see the guys kind of like celebrating, like taking pictures with folks in other team shirts, you know, like there is a whole bunch of people who, who do put a lot of their life into watching this team. And so, um, that part has been very frustrating. And that's something that I'm hoping guys like Gootman, Mm -hmm. um, kind of come in and change that a little bit. Yarbrough has done a really good job of trying to be the guy to, to rally yeah. that, but um, it, it hasn't been enough. And now with, with him, 
probably on the way out. You know, he's been wearing the band upside down. <laughs> I, I swear, I think that that's, that's been sign. a distress symbol since he's been doing it. Um, but, you know, I, I'm hoping, yeah, you talk about we want to be positive and we want to be optimistic. Uh, we want to have something to support as yes. supporters. Yeah, and, you know, I, I guess this is more of an apology to the people of C38 for the very sporadic uh, podcast. Uh, I think what, a, you know, uh, amidst a big Twitter blow up, if you were there or not, if you know, you know, but amidst all that, I think what really what I want to say is, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. If you hate Jared, if you hate me, if you love Jared, if you love me, whatever, I hope you have one opinion or the other. I hope we can ignite some amount of passion out of, out of the supporters. Right. And, uh, you know, with with your newborn, uh, with my job covering MLS, these just become a bit more sporadic. <laughs> and it's tough because, you know, we talk about how um, you know, we've never been accused of being too soft on the team around here. And I think everybody knows where we stand. Uh, right. There needs to be changes, big changes right. at the top changes. There has to be major structural changes to the roster. But us coming on and railing on that every week doesn't seem to do a lot <laughs> yeah, of good it, it and it's just tired. not that much fun for us to talk about and we know mm-hmm. that it's not that much fun to listen to and when we have games and they, the games come and go it's another 0-0 at home it's you know 4-1 lost to Toluca I mean you guys can find a recap for that and you probably <laughs> don't even want it so um, yeah. we're, we're going to continue to kind of tell the story in our in our own way um, right. but you know we, we are going to there is going to be positivity in the threads that we bring to the table because if there's not then there really isn't much point in watching <laughs> anymore right all, all this is just to say like uh, we I saw the season die in Seattle that's 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 really where those tears came from those those very drunk tears i was on the ground again that's my that's my signature is uh is flailing on the ground but between the seats yeah this guy <laughs> but i think it's um can't take him to salt lake <laughs> no uh i think it sucks that i don't make the effort to do road trips anymore you know i think it sucks that you know going it's sad yeah it, and that's it, that's that's where supporter culture that's where it is fun. Even if you get beat on the road, it's, yeah, a, it's a day yeah. out with your buddies. You get a you, you clap the team. The team recognizes you. We're here for you. It is not rewarding to go do no. that. The only reward that you get is you get to go see what a classy MLS stadium and <laughs> franchise looks like not, at this point. Not We're so much well, classy fans. <laughs> well, yeah. You find you find others that are uh, just as classy may, as us. I may or may not have gotten into it. Yeah, well. <laughs> But we go to these other stadiums. We go to these other places. We see engaged yeah, fan course, bases. We see awesome new stadiums. We see flashy, attractive soccer on the field. Right. Um, we need to bring some of that to Commerce City. You yes. know, and it, we we are certainly well aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll continue to ask for that. But again. I, wh- whether or not we're gonna be, you know, raging on and on about those changes every single week, I don't, you know, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of, you know, nothing productive comes out of that. No, and I mean, I want to at, at least try and do some more community stuff before the season ends. Some more parties, some more hangouts. Uh, the casino night was uh, a mess because we had some uh, late, late minute fucking. <laughs> technical issues with the with the with MLS at, on Apple uh, which was strange for me even at the time we still had a good time uh, about as much as you could but you know I I still want, I just want to let everyone know we're still here we're still online I think 
I'm going to make a more concerted effort to go to games. Not that there really is no pressure to win. You can just yep. sit back and watch the games as they come and not be upset if they lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm at a point now where, yes, I mean, I, I, I got the, um, what is it, the stages of, of, of grief, right? The stages of acceptance. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, I'm at the yeah, acceptance denial, stage. bargaining. Yeah, yeah because, I, I mean, the bargaining was... Uh, you know, our podcast, our, our, my, our, I guess, protest too, not going to games, right? And then now it's like, okay, uh, in the ever-long quest of being a Rapids fan, there is a beauty to going to a October game <laughs> between the Colorado Rapids and whoever the fuck playoff team needs to capitalize. And knowing your team's out of the playoff, going to that game and, and, and watching it <laughs> – and then coming back years later and saying, I was there for those games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or to see the next guy break through, and that's what we're hoping to see. You know, with the pressure being off, hopefully the pressure's off in selection, and we can play guys that we do see as projects for the future, and we can start those projects now. Right. Um, rather than, you know, waiting till 2024 to get some of these guys bled in for minutes. Really no use in, in having guys sit uh, that are going to be future contributors in order to watch a guy like, for instance, Sam Nick. Nicholson play Luke's. another 10 matches where he just hasn't. Yeah. And Lewis, that, that they're not producing. Um, yeah. They're not going to be players necessarily it, for the future. Um, mean, so let's get some younger guys I in. Mean, Calvin look, Harris is, has already kind of broken through. You. And there, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be other glimmers. Bombito has been um, a really bright spot for, you know, the, the youth movement that the Rapids are trying to partake in. So there are glimmers and we yeah. just have to hope that those glimmers shine a little brighter as the season goes on. I mean, Calvin Harris has had less than 300 MLS minutes and I see He's been fouled 300 times. <laughs> I see a lot of people are um, saying, oh, this guy sucks. It's like, give him some more time. Because this new iteration of the Rapids that we've been seeing, the 4-3-3, I think they are a 6 and a 9 away, which they seemingly have gotten. So if anything, the hope is that they can build us something coherent enough for next season. And after next season... If we find our, I uh, hope we don't find ourselves again in this situation. Because, yeah, and we know. I think that we are well aware that we get to next season if if Navarro and Tavares aren't firing this year. If Robin Fraser is the head coach, if Porig Smith is still the guy in charge in Commerce City, and we're sitting here this time next year, it, it can look very similar. So that's you know. I think that that's why we're hoping for changes, and mm. you know we do have to we do have to see a lot of changes to the roster to get to competitive. I, yeah, I mean and last this is year, the beginning possibly. Last year when we were bad, it was I feel like there was a bit more of like a leniency, right? It was like oh we have an injured player, we have injured players here, oh they they're just clicking, you know what I mean? There was a lot more of like we were still riding the 2021 high. Yes, there is that, but there was glimmers in that team still. You know, Rubio scoring. Thing mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and that's the thing is, we we still felt in it when we went to Seattle and we saw the Rapids lose four nil. We knew we weren't in it, yeah. and that's where it comes from. Is I think as Rapids fans, we need to believe that no, we can't get first place every year, right? And we said that in twenty twenty two. That's not the goal. The goal is playoffs, right? right? If we believe, if we can see a plan, if we could see a kind of, and, and, and even if. 
seasons go by and we miss the playoffs and it's oh you were so close. Yeah. If you're playing it, good it came, soccer, you also came, get leniency. That's it the came other to decision day. We fucking tried our best at the end and we lost. I mean, I was watching Portland versus Monterrey yesterday. Mm-hmm. Portland lost. Fun match. Portland lost one zero, but you were kind of believing in Portland as like a team that they had lots they of chances. They were still in it. You know what I mean? And it's it's a loss where you can say fuck, we lost, but hey, the boys fucking killed it they played really well they ended up with a skirmish at the end (laughs) right and the timbers are still very strong they did not shy away from that that's what i want to see in a team right and that's when i emphasize that you know we've been here for losing seasons right and in those losing seasons it felt like the team had something you know what i mean barring the 14 straight (laughs) without a win uh it felt like the team was doing something this is probably the worst the team has looked the worst uh connection i felt to the team and the 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 least amount of time going to games you know what i mean for me to go to games and kind of get that feeling of like oh gotta enjoy the tailgate now because i'm gonna have a miserable time for 90 minutes yeah and that's that's only that can only be stomached for a short-term basis right and if we were playing good soccer and still losing games you would get more leniency if it mm-hmm. was exciting. If there, were, if we were connected to the players, you would have more leniency. But when we're not connected to the team, um, when when the soccer is just so poor, we just can't manufacture goals to save our lives. Um, that's where the kind of the darkness comes. It's like this cloud <laughs> rolls in, and it's like, well, geez, we we need substantive changes before anything can seem seemingly get better because all of these things are tied together. The, the play on the field, the interconnectivity of the team and the fans, and ultimately the, the experience of being at a match. Um, and that experience was really not good the, no. for the beginning of this season. Hopefully we can rally some of that up towards the end of the season, and then hopefully the front office can hopefully address some of the issues that, that kind of plague the game day experience as it stands because there are a lot of things that are very... Uh, addressable, yeah. even, even if without a budget. I, I, I got to find this tweet because uh, I, 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 you, you talk about someone from the front office, or not even the front office, from the team, right? Taking some amount of, uh, of accountability. I think a big issue that a lot of people have is we get treated like dumb kids who don't know what soccer is or don't know what the global international transfer market is or don't know what XG is or don't know what a six is. And the it's telling in the press conferences to hear uh, we're still in it. We're we got a playoff push to make. It's like no. Uh, yeah, I would hope that the literacy of the posting changes to kind of address the fact that hey, fans aren't stupid. And um, Rubio actually in a post game press conference said something very real, something very much speaking out of like we are so far behind something akin to that right and that's so refreshing to hear that is so uh, I, I, it's not what we want to hear it's not what he want to says but it's refreshing to hear someone honesty actually, yes <laughs> it, and, and that, transparency <laughs> these things that we've been asking for so much because then i don't feel as mad at rubio for saying how it is you know i don't feel as Mad as him for towing the company line, towing, towing the Rapids line of like, oh, we're going to make a big playoff push. We got to sell these. Everything's fucking- still fine. Yeah. We just so. have to book two more fireworks nights and we can get another sellout. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I just want to say that that kind of um, honesty is refreshing. I implore more players to kind of 
really say how it is. And I implore Coach Robin to kind of step up uh, and, and not treat kind of the press conferences as like, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. Because you yeah, talk yeah. about one of the big things the Rapids need is is some another a voice, a somebody who is a singular voice for the direction of the club in player acquisition, yes. in uh, how we approach the game, whether or not that's the head coach or a GM. Um, it, it could be kind of a, a combined position. Um, but right now there's no voice. Mm-hmm. What's Porog said lately? Nothing, and, and and it's it's very telling because when the Columbus Crew when they had to postpone their game, their president Tim Bezbachenko came out and said, "Hey, to all our fans, thank you for weathering the storm with us. Thank you. We wish we could have done something better. This was out of our hands. Instead, it's oh, the club club sources tell us it was out of our hands. It was leagues. Cup. It was it was them. Yeah. It was when we cancel a game at eleven fifty five p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the league's <laughs> fault, not our fault. It's like I don't care whose fault it is. Yeah. Just you know, come out and and treat us like adults. And that's really that's really what uh, this kind of late blurb is. Uh, anything else you want to add, Jared? Before we. Uh, uh, come back on September 4th and <laughs> just uh, a shout out to some of the folks who are in New Zealand right now covering U.S. Women's National Team Photog John B down there uh, Colin from Footy Travelers is oh, down nice. there I think um, uh, Sarah's down there too Sarah's right down there yep Sarah's down there as well so um, shout really out to Sarah. really cool uh, to have some of our, our local folks down there supporting U.S. Women's National Team it's been a great tournament so far uh, has we haven't been bangers great so far bangers i think there's some question about whether or not the u.s may make an early exit here very soon so it's uh it'll be interesting to watch but colorado players in in lindsey smith lindsey haran lindsey haran might be the best player in the tournament to be honest (laughs) with you she's been fantastic so um yeah shout out to those guys um and uh shout out to the fans who are still paying attention and engaging with the rapids and that uh we we are right there with you where it's just been so hard to be excited about the team it's been hard to be positive about things. I think there are things to be positive about from the window without jumping overboard and saying, oh, this was fantastic because we don't own a lot of the goods that were brought through the, the front door there. So, um, I, you know, we'll, we'll see how the rest of the season goes, and uh, we'll, we'll be there with you. If anything, it's exciting again. At the bottom of the table, things look exciting. We got to fend off relegation, right? <laughs> Uh, you, where can they catch you, Jared? Uh, you can find me at Jared underscore Geiser on Twitter. Also, a little side project, Burgundy Social. What's um, Twitter? So Yeah, X. Uh, <laughs> e- Elon's uh, side project. It's still Twitter. Fuck it. Um, but Burgundy Social, uh, I've probably added a lot of you guys already. If I haven't, add Burgundy so- at Burgundy Social on Twitter, and I'll make sure to follow you back. I'll be kind of aggregating, retweeting the DMVR Rapids guys, Brendan playing at the Post. Uh, holding the high line, uh, you name it, uh, it goes on from on there. there. Um, so, yeah, and that's just a, a place to kind of aggregate those things, kind of bring fans together, and then hopefully we can have some, like, live events or get-togethers as we go through the rest of the season and into the off season. and uh, hopefully it will just um, just raise the profile again and and uh, and hopefully bring some positivity and happiness to the experience of watching the Rapids. Yeah, if you guys want to join the journal click, it's through Jerry. <laughs> Yeah, all you have to do is write a, a, a WordPress post, and you're part of the club. <laughs> Great. Uh, we love to hear it. You can follow follow me on X <laughs> at Warner715. 
Uh, follow me on TikTok at Warner Seven One Five as well. Uh, I've been doing a lot of MLS content there. Of course, it is my job, so I figured I'd make it a little bit more fun instead of type typing away about who the fuck's gonna start for Nashville and Charlotte. So <laughs> uh, that'll be it from us. Follow us at C Thirty Eight SG on Twitter, C Thirty Eight SG dot com, C Thirty Eight Centennial Thirty Eight on Facebook. We're full of beer, weed, and the rapids. Colorado's wonderful. Uh, uh, to take from the uh, DMVR boys, up the pits. We'll see you guys. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. I'm Jared. And we're back. We are, uh, unfortunately, eliminated from the Gold's Cup. Sorry. <laughs> The Golden Leagues Leagues Cup, not Gold Cup. Championship trophy. Uh, we actually, I mean, Mexico won the Leagues Cup, so that's or fuck, dude. Gold, <laughs> gold, gold Cup. Let's restart. <laughs> I'm gonna save that though. <laughs>